When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk one last time live from St. Vincent College here in Latro, Pennsylvania, as we break down the final day of Pittsburgh Steelers training camp. I'm Noah Strack, but I'm joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talkers. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. It's been a beautiful week. It's been a beautiful three weeks. It's been a long, eventful three weeks. The Pittsburgh Steelers prepare for the Buffalo Bills on Saturday. They have one more preseason game afterwards against the Atlanta Falcons. Cuts will be made following that, and the regular season is upon us. How you feeling, my friend? I am fighting back tears as we speak. Um, it was no, like in all honesty, it was it was a beautiful day here. Like one of the best weather days we've had. Like sunny, good breeze, you know, all yep. of that. It, it it was a nice day, and it is. I, I did have fun out here at Latrobe, coming out here a lot more than I did last year, um, which was a great time. So great experience. Um, sad to leave it behind. Not sad to be in the South Side where I can be much closer where my commute is much better <laughs> i was yeah. gonna say where you could walk to work which is that's right always very nice now i am uh i'm excited to get back to the south side i'm excited to get back into the groove of regular season football which is always exhilarating we leave latrobe plenty of great memories this was this was a good year you know i i thought that there were plenty of storylines there wasn't we didn't have to focus attention on one specific thing which allowed us to focus our attention on everything which i thought was mm-hmm a lot more fun for us at least and and in my opinion brought better content to everybody else had a blast with everybody on the live streams i will yeah. be doing another live stream tomorrow or as this drops today to just break down everything that happened answer all the questions and i think that was the best part is to get to talk to everybody get to talk to all of you guys and just spread whatever we got to see here for those who weren't capable of coming to Latrobe was a great time before we leave before we dive into actual football big question favorite meal here at St. Vincent College this one is tough uh because the one I think probably it's got to be so there was one night we stayed real late and we had to get dinner on the go and I'm very sad that you did not get to experience this meal fully but uh they had steak one night it was like steak I think asparagus, uh, chocolate cake, yeah. ma- pretty sure mashed potatoes. Forget what the other side yeah. was. That was, oh, I was immaculate. I had to wait until I got home to eat it, but it was it was well worth the wait. It was yeah, yeah. That one uh, I did not. It sat in my fridge for two days and just looked at me. And I went, mmm, I want it just so bad, so yeah. bad, but I couldn't have it. Mine, uh, I think mine was the taco bowl the other day. Mm. Phenomenal food, but overall, just shout out to everybody here. Yeah. Super nice incredible people food was phenomenal the people i just talked to a dude out there actually i hope i have my his card in my pocket i told him i give him a shout out on the pod he works for saint vincent he's from orlando florida 
I don't have his card on me. Where did I put? Oh, here it is. Here it is. He, uh, he's from Orlando, Florida. He works for the president out here. His name's Dwight Collins Jr. He said that this place changed his life and he never wants to leave. And I said, hey, man, you tell me that. I'm going to give you a shout out. No doubt about that one. So shout out to everybody at St. Vincent, man. Couldn't, couldn't thank you guys enough. Couldn't thank all the fans enough. Couldn't thank everybody enough for coming out here. Let's dive into some football. Before we dive into training camp, before we recap and answer the biggest questions, leaving St. Vincent College, there has been a pretty big topic i think a completely pointless topic but one that everybody wants to talk about shout out to ryan clark and followed up by patrick peterson it is the conversation and the debate of george pickens versus justin jefferson ryan clark said that george pickens is more talented he made sure to clarify that this is not a case of george pickens is a better wide receiver than justin jefferson just more talented than justin jefferson and patrick peterson who played with jefferson last season agreed the big question, do you agree that George Pickens is a more raw, talented player than Justin Jefferson? No, I don't. Um, I don't. I don't. And, and like, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league. Like, I, I don't I don't know why we need to do this. Like, George Pickens has been – I think that's what I find, like you said. If any part of this conversation is pointless, I think it's fun to, like, compare players and especially Pickens who we all have big expectations for and I think yeah. could reach that kind of, like, top tier of receiver in the league uh, eventually, um, if not, like, this year, quite honestly. Um, but we, we don't need to do this. Like, Justin <laughs> Jefferson is, like – He's he's been he's been the best receiver in the league for what like two years now. Um, yeah, at least. Like, maybe you could argue the raw talent thing because I don't know what Pickens was coming out of high school, but Jefferson kind of came out of nowhere and then just exploded for a huge year at at LSU that that 2019 year where he really got on the map. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I really don't get the argument. Like, I saw Ryan Clark say, you know. There's like, you know, Pickens had better like measurables at the combine and stuff like that. And he can, he's more power or something like that, more speed. And I, none of that is like true. Uh, like that's just, yeah. statistically, it's just, it's just empirically, it is not true. Um, I, this is just the danger. Like comparison is the thief of joy. Like you don't, yeah. we don't need to, he doesn't need to be better than Justin Jefferson to be great for the Steelers and drive them to all of their goals this year. Um, so so my answer is no, but also like I don't really care. Like not that I don't care, but like no, you don't, don't care. It's fine. It's I mean yeah, I, I mean like either. yeah, I don't I don't need him to be better than Justin Jefferson. I need him to no. be really good, and I think he can still be that without being better than Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I agree. Look at I'm I'm not into I'm a very compare comparable guy. I love to make comparisons. I think it's it allows me to either take a stance or fight against a stance. I enjoy doing both of those things more than I enjoy most of most things in life. But this one is just like, what is, what are we comparing? Are we comparing George Pickens and his phenomenal catchability to Justin Jefferson, who is already a phenomenal wide receiver? Like, well, I would have a better time saying, could George Pickens become the next Justin Jefferson? I'd say, yeah, probably. Like, I think he's, I think he's got a really good shot of doing so. And I think that that, if you're going to, if you're going to talk about the two, talk about them like that. Don't say, oh, he's more. T-. Like, who cares? Who cares right. that he's more? If he, Even if he is, who cares? Like, why is right. that? Is Does that make Justin Jefferson less good? Because he's still the best wide receiver in the NFL. You know, it just, right. if anything, it adds more expectations to George Pickens. And I think those expectations are already high. So why are we, yeah. why are we doing this? Also, 
you know, let's like let's let's not jump to the top here. Let's maybe right. maybe pick somebody else that's like a tier down or like because Jefferson. If we're ranking wide receivers, like Justin Jefferson right now is standing alone at the top. There's nobody else that's like a one B. Right. It's it's one A, and then there's the next group of those guys of the like Devonte Adams, Jamar Chase, so on and so forth. Let's let's compare somebody there to George Pickens, not right, and if not the best in the league, yeah, and if Pickens gets there, awesome. But like, yeah, yeah, no let's doubt. not let's not like set ourselves up for disappointment, you know? Like, yes, yes, we can we can set the bar at like T Higgins or something, and I think that's very obtainable for him. And Pickens can easily shatter that. We'll be we'll be very happy with that, you know. If we if we set the bar at Justin Jefferson, we're going to be disappointed. Yes, by by what he does, by just the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not. And that's the that's the problem with the conversation is it it seems very right now. And George Pickens is a second year guy. It's not it's not a matter of right now. It's a matter of what can become. I agree with you. I think it's it's a little pointless. You know, it's a conversation that everybody wants to have, but not a conversation that I'm uh, necessarily into. And, you know, for us, man, we make drama out of a lot of things. So mm-hmm. uh, if we don't want to buy we don't want this drama, one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how, yeah. you know, it is a pointless mm-hmm pointless conversation that was brought up by former Steeler Ryan Clark who had a blast here were you here the day that Ryan Clark was here I don't think so I, no, I'm not, I don't that, think I was dude that man likes to talk tell you that yeah. much. I mean he was he was yelling constantly he's talking mm-hmm. so much smack on the sideline it was crazy I was like man this guy's having a blast right now he's yeah. having more fun than everybody he's mm-hmm. Hush, we're just soft over here everybody's just soft on the sideline constantly and I was just like this is I'm so do remember as Ryan Clark yeah, that's not surprising. He was, I think, one of the ones who, uh, I think, after Pickens made that you know incredible catch on Joey Porter uh, in one of the first few weeks, he was like that. The celebration after he was like that would have started a fight in. Yeah, he, in did, say he did say that. And I was like, it, okay. it would have though. If we're being honest, that would have. Yeah, maybe. What I would, I, I no, definitely, definitely, old school football in general. Mm-hmm. I think any of those guys from the early two thousands, mid two thousands. Like, imagine if it was like Baltimore Ravens practice, New England Patriots practice. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers practice. You throw a ball in Ryan Clark's face, man. You're getting a punch thrown. And it would have been great. It would have been awesome. You know, yeah. all love at the end of it. But yeah. And then he would have the gotten moment. mossed. And then he would have gotten mossed again on the next play. I, like, I, yeah, by George Pickens because George right, Pickens right, is right, just right, that right. dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All love. And we've, we've actually finished a camp without a fight, which I think is notable. But yeah. It's one word for it. Yeah, that's... yeah. It would have been would have been fun to you know see. Would have been interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm never complaining about a good training camp fight ever, ever, ever. All it's right. just real weird that like I see every day. It's like oh, fight at this joint practice, fight at this joint practice, fight at this joint practice. Nothing, nothing for nothing. Well, even the Cowboys were like swinging on each other. Like this. Yeah, it's interesting. No, no. I think that's a good good reason for the Pittsburgh Steelers to not do joint practices. But at the same time, you know. Like like Mike Tomlin says, they're not a UFC team. Sometimes I kind of wish that they were just a little, <laughs> just a little tiny bit. All right, let's dive into what we've seen here over the last three weeks of training camp. Before we head out one final time, I got three big questions for you. We'll start with this one. The biggest sleeper that you have on your 53-man roster right now, or at least have a strong opportunity heading into the final two preseason games that you believe could make this final team that you maybe didn't see making the final team back in early July when we got here. Yeah, I'm going with Kenny Robinson, safety. Um, I was really impressed with him early on. He did tail off a little bit, I think, towards the end of training camp, but I'm still a believer. I love his size. I love his skills. Um, I love his attitude. 
Like, yeah. but just as he's a physical guy, um, he loves to compete and loves to fight, talk a little trash. Um, I, I like all of that. I think that's all important for a defensive back. Um, I still think he does need a big player too in these final two preseason games, but and part of it was just a, a matter of the situation. But he was running with ones, and I thought he looked pretty good when he was running with the ones. He looked capable. Um, yeah, it's it's an uphill battle, but I also don't think. Guys like Miles Killebrew have really wowed anyone um, during training camps. So, yeah, he still needs those couple big plays, but they're they're there for him to make, and he'll have plenty of opportunities over these final two preseason games to really prove himself. Yeah, I uh, I like Kenny Robinson. I like your point about Miles Killebrew hasn't really wowed. Looked he's looked rough out there defensively. It's just a matter of, and I you know this is this is a question for you. It's just a matter of can you overcome the special teams, you know, can Kenny Robinson earn a roster spot, even if Miles Killebrew is a guy who like could be viewed as a, as a special teams captain, even if he can't do necessarily anything on defense, you think that's a real possibility? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's going to be tough. Like I think Killebrew would have to be start to look a lot rougher. Um, And and I think Robinson would have to, to really impress defensively because I don't, you know, I don't really have a good read on how great of a special team Robinson is. My instincts say, yeah, he can definitely play special teams and he'll be just fine. But when you think about kind of the value that Miles Kilber brings at that position, um, it's going to be tough to overcome. Um, that's why he's kind of, I guess, a sleeper, a guy who I think right now is still on the outside looking in. Um, it's, it'll be tough. And it's just, that's where the, when we think about this 53 man roster, it all comes down to the margins. Like, you know, that's the, Yep. The real meat of this roster has already been set. It was set a long time ago. Uh, but guys are really going to have to make make their final cases on the margins. So I, if I was a betting man, I don't know if I'd put money on it. But I, I think Kenny Robinson is certainly capable of doing that, kind of leapfrogging Miles Killebrew. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely capable. I think all it takes is, you know, you could you could put up a good special teams play or two in the preseason and then end it all. You know, like at that point, it's just like, okay, here uh, – here you go. The lights there went it off, is. but it, but like, I don't know. It seemed there, the ghost of St. Vincent college turned them yeah, back on. Gotta love it. I'm I'm going to miss that. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to miss the lights yeah. going off mid conversation. <laughs> yeah. I think that you're right. That Kenny is just a player two away from making this team. I don't think miles has it locked in by no means, just like you said, but I also don't think that the hump to get over to miles is super significant. Cause I think Kenny is a guy who, I think safeties can show you, hey, I can play special teams because I play defense. So, like, what's yeah. the transition isn't as difficult as a guy. Right. Like, I'm going to bring up who my selection is, Des Fitzpatrick, wide receiver. I think right now, I don't want to say he holds an upper hand over Miles Boykin, but I think that if I had to take six wide receivers, and I'm going to, I'm going to, this is all based off of the Steelers taking six wide receivers, which if they take five, this argument goes out the door because I think Gunnar Olszewski leads both of them, but I'm going Deontay, George Pickens, Calvin Austin, Allen Robinson, Gunner, And then I think Des Fitzpatrick as my sixth, just because he looks better. He's have, he's had a much better training camp in my opinion has been consistent. You know, there have been times where miles Killebrew's had a bad play. There have not been those times where I've noticed with Des Fitzpatrick. I don't know if he's going to get the opportunities to kind of earn his place here, but I think during training camp, he showed enough that in these last two preseason games, he's got to be on somebody's radar. You know what I mean? No yeah. coaches are standing around going, ah, Des hasn't done anything. I think consistently, and even during the spring when we were at minicamp, he was making plays there too. 
I just think that he's a guy to watch. I think he's snuck up on a lot of people's lists and he does. He's got to show his special teams capabilities in the last two games, but I think that he had a pretty good special teams run in the preseason opener. And uh, if he could do it again, he's, he's a guy to watch for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I think miles is a great special teamer. That's I think why I like him a lot to, to make the 53 man. But I also think at the same time, you know, this is, this reads like a lot of the same situation that we were just talking about between Kenny and miles, but it's a little different too. I think miles is definitely more replaceable on special teams. Like he's good at what he does, but what he does is, you know, he's a great gunner. And I feel like you can find that in a bunch of different places. And if Des even shows, I don't think that the, the leap that Des would have to take from, to, to kind of match or come close to matching what miles does on special teams is as large as what we just talked about with Kenny trying to reach what, what miles does from, from his, from a special team standpoint. Yeah, I agree. Cause I think like, don't get me wrong. I think miles Boykin was the team's best special teamer last year, but I think it's easier to replace a gunner than it is a special teams captain, a guy who, you know, calls your plays for punts, a guy who today threw a pass to yeah. miles Boykin, which I guess, you know, that didn't That's, help either that of puts our us arguments. in a pickle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a Miles Killebrew to Miles Boykin fake punt pass, which I guess is not uh, not the best situation for our predictions. But still, I just think that it's harder to replace that guy than it is Miles Boykin. And I just think Dez is young enough. He's made enough plays that you feel okay about him. I think the biggest question when it comes to these two is, who do you feel you could kind of sneak onto the practice squad? You know, and who yeah. do you, if you feel that Dez Fitzpatrick's a guy that isn't going to get picked up, which maybe... If I had to guess, he's not, then you just kind of feel comfortable like sliding him on because, you know, it just at that point, it really does come down to special teams. Who's the better special teamer? And chances are it's going to be Miles Boykin. Chances are it's going to be harder to sneak Miles Boykin onto your practice squad. If if you believe Des could, you know, you kind of make that move there, which I don't think works in Des's favor. But with two games left, two preseason games left, I think that he could make some noise and hopefully, hopefully find a spot because I think that he's. I don't like to see guys like that or like Kenny Robinson who you could just say, oh, well, the veteran in front of them would be harder to get onto the practice squad, so we'll keep that guy. It's like, that doesn't, you know, I don't like to bring the politics into who makes the 53-man roster, and that happens more times than not. And with these guys, I just think that gives some young guys some, some opportunities when they're deserved because the Pittsburgh Steelers love to say, we don't care how we got here, or we don't care how you got here. You know, sometimes they don't live up to that that those remarks and I would like to see that follow suit with these two. All right. Next, next question. If you've ever thought, why the is my wireless bill? So high, then let me tell you about mint mobile who I'm partnering with for today's videos. You might already know mint mobile. If you've seen those funny ads from Ryan Reynolds, who is also an owner, but let me quickly tell you how awesome their services. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for as low as $15 a month, and you don't have to sacrifice any coverage, speed, or data. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network. They keep costs low because they sell to you direct online. They cut out the middleman. No retail stores, no salespeople. Why should you pay more than you have to for the same network? Click the link in my description or scan this QR code if you're interested in the best value in wireless. All Mint Mobile plans include unlimited nationwide talk and text, plus lightning-fast 5G and free mobile hotspot. Mint also offers a modern family plan that lets you set up a super affordable family plan with as little as two lines. I switched to Mint. 
I moved to the fancy part of town and everybody made it a big deal when I got here. But what they didn't tell me is that the cell phone service disappears. With Mint, that didn't happen. And I can never tell you how thankful I am to get those text messages and those phone calls when I'm sitting in a dead zone. Switching to Mint is super easy. Thanks to their digital eSIM cards, you can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your home. If your phone isn't eSIM compatible, Mint will ship you a new SIM card for free. It only takes about 15 minutes to switch, and Mint has great customer service if you need help. I know zero things about the internet and zero things about my phone. So I called Mint, and I still got it done in 15 minutes. That's how good they are. Now, as a special limited time offer, you can get their unlimited plan, which is normally only $30 a month for just $15 a month. That's a 50% savings off their already super low price. It only takes 15 minutes to pay as low as $15 a month for your phone plan. It really is that simple. Use our link, trymintmobile.com slash Steelers Talk to get started. Or you could check out the link in our description or scan this QR code, whatever you prefer. It helps out our channel. And if you've already made the switch, let me know in the comments. Biggest disappointment leaving training camp. I think we have a number of guys. I think I know your guy here. Your biggest disappointment for the Pittsburgh Steelers player-wise leaving Latrobe. Yeah, it's uh, mine, and I say this with a heavy heart, is wide receiver Akeem Butler. Um, This guy was a fan favorite, I think, coming into OTAs and and training camp. Um, Big guy, 6'5". We have estimated six seven at certain points i think i think we called him seven foot at one point uh on one of these podcasts but no he's six five he's a big dude i just thought he has some special teams experience he has a big playability i just thought he was going to show flashes of really impressive athletic ability that was going to carry him all the way to a roster spot um and those just never materialized i felt like um in addition to some really frequent and really bad drops. Like it wasn't yeah. just it, you know, it wasn't just like he was getting covered and, and getting balls deflected off of him. He would be wide open and he was just letting balls go right through his hands. Um, which again, for a guy who's like, you know, his big thing was contested catches and, and, you know, going up to get balls, like his hands did not look very strong at all. Um, so that was disappointing from an offensive standpoint. And then, yeah, it's just he was not. You know, we've we heard a little bit about uh, you know his potential on special teams, but that yeah, I don't think ever materialized materialized either. And then he just wasn't. You know, when he did have opportunities to use his strength, it just didn't. It just didn't show up in the way that you would really hope it would. Um, yeah. And just physically, he wasn't imposing enough to to give him an edge at all. And just to account for it, like none of his. None of his great plays, which we saw a few of them. Like there was one day where I think he had two contested catches for what would have been touchdowns if they were live drill, live games. Um, and then we just saw like nothing else, you know. Yep. And it's yep. the the highs were not enough to overcome the many many lows. Yeah, I agree. I think that Hakeem Butler's a guy that it would go one really good day, three really bad days. One, and even it got to a point where today. You know, he finished it off. We're, we're, we're going through practice, and it's just like, ooh, Keem Butler catch, Keem Butler catch, Keem Butler catch. Ooh, Keem's looking good. Like, we're looking at each other like, oh, okay, here it is. Mm-hmm. And then I walk away to go take a phone call. I come back. You're like, yeah, Keem's had two drops since you left. And I'm like, ah, yeah. there it is. Classic yeah. Keem Butler. And yeah. I think that, look, it, he's a guy that 
with his size and I, I think that alone, you know, you, if you could keep him on your practice squad, you do. And there's no questions about that, but he's not a roster guy and he's not even close. Like, he's not like, it's not like, it's like, Oh, there's competition. Oh, he's got an opportunity these last two games. It's like, I've already kind of chalked him up as a dub. There's just, it doesn't make any sense to keep him around. He's been way, he's been more bad than good stinks. You know, thought he had some upside, but I also think that there have been times where I'm looking at this guy just going, there's like, you could kind of clearly see the reason why you haven't made an NFL roster. And it's just because you're inconsistent and, you know, that hurts him. But at the same time, I do. Like, I think if if you could, even if it, nah, maybe not Des Fitzpatrick. I'm keeping Des Fitzpatrick. But if it comes down to, like, other guys outside of Cody White that you could find a spot on your practice squad, Hakeem Butler is one of them. You know, if you got to keep three wide receivers on that 16-man practice squad, yeah, I'm keeping Hakeem Butler, you know. And yeah. I'm feeling good about that. Just stick him right on the jugs machine for every practice hours. just let him yeah out yeah just let him cook um but yeah no i would love to see him stick around the practice squad i'm i'm gonna hold on to his potential for a lot longer than i maybe should um yeah. but i yeah this like you said this is this is almost set in stone now he's not making the roster it's really practice squad or, or bust for this guy right now yeah i agree i agree my guy is uh, i i don't want to say super disappointing i don't want to say that you know i i he let me down at a point where I'm over him or he's not going to make the roster. I think he's going to be just fine, but I think he needs more development than we anticipated coming in here. And that guy is Joey Porter Jr. To me, mm. thought that Joey's looked really good at times. I thought that he's looked, I don't ever want to say bad. I don't, I don't ever want to say I thought Joey Porter Jr. looked bad out there. I just think that heading into the second preseason game or the final two preseason games, my view on Joey Porter is he is not ready to be a starter. You know, and they need him to be a starter because I think Patrick Peterson has struggled at times throughout this training camp. I think that it's become apparent that to trust him for 17 games as your only outside starter next to Levi Wallace is you just can't expect that to work out in your favor every single time. James Pierre and Luke Barku have been hands down the two mo- most, I guess you could say, disappointing players on this defense i just think they've just been the worst players on the defense if we're just mm-hmm. going to sum it up as a whole but overall i'd say joey porter jr worrisome just because i don't think he's ready to start week one and i think the steelers need him yeah <laughs> look who it is <laughs> i haven't interrupted your podcast yet so i had to just come do that at least who's your uh who's your biggest disappointment leaving camp i mean Biggest disappointment leaving camp. Uh, man, that's 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 like on the team or like yeah, on the team. <laughs> no, in the media. That's <laughs> either or. Um, I think I think it's got to be Monty Potaboom, right? Like, oh, you know, like, I was actually like, thought, like he could maybe like do something. Like, wow. I don't know. He looked like he could be a fullback, and he mm-hmm. he quit before he even put pads on. I think that's got to be my biggest disappointment at training camp. Like that, that- just like. Just think about that guy though, and like his look. He's from Iowa. He's got the big blonde hair and the mullet. Like if he came out here with pads on and hit somebody hard one time, we would have talked about him for two weeks. Like he would have been. Forget Kendrick. Kendrick Green would have never been a thing if Monty Potabom had done like one single thing in his training camp and he didn't. So that's my biggest disappointment. That's a great one. Thank you. That's a very Thank you. good one. That's Alan Saunders, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Saunders, Pittsburgh Sports Now afternoon drive. Steelers afternoon drive. Beep beep. <laughs> Um, 
that's that a that's one. a good one. That's a really Monty Pond. No, nah. he, he has not crossed my mind for. I mean, he did. The Steelers did send out a tweet today with a picture of like uh, Cole Holcomb's mullet, and they were like the mullet baby, and I was like, that's stolen valor, man. That is Monty Potterbaum's mullet. Dude, he, did you see the say, the day that he retired? They tweeted out an hour later, an hour after the the announcement, they tweeted out a picture of Cole Holcomb and said and comment and uh, captioned it the mullet man. Twisting yeah. the knife, twisting yeah. the knife. It's not, no. not, not, not pretty. No, no doubt. No doubt. Um, but yeah, I think mine, my, I mean, pop and Bob's a great one, but I think still Joey Porter jr. Again, just for, like I said, don't think he's ready to start week one. I think he's ready to contribute, but yeah, how much I'm not totally sure yet. And I think that's yeah. concerning. Yeah. And I think we came into this with, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's sort of our own fault, but like, I think the Steelers had just as high ex- of expectations for him as the rest of us did. And yeah, he did not even really come close to living up to those. Um, and like you said, I think I think you're spot on. The Steelers will need him. Um, I thought he was going to be a starter right away, and I thought he was going to show us that immediately. Turns out he's a little more raw than than we all thought. Um, I like you said, we're not writing him off by any means, but this is going to be more of a work in progress than I think everyone thought. Yeah, yeah, just a slower development, a slower like it's like Broderick Jones, like just. You know, he's a guy that you could see in his play like, okay, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be everything you wanted him to be. It's just going to take a little bit more time than maybe we anticipated or that we hoped for Steelers fans hoped for coming into this thing. But that's just part of rookie life. You know what I mean? You draft these guys for what they're going to be, not what they are right now. And Joey Porter Jr. is just a guy that he's about ready, but he's not there yet. And you just really hope that Patrick Peterson is a guy that can take over and I mean, I said it on my to-go to get today. I'm very nervous that he is he's not going to be able to handle every down from the outside in man-to-man coverage at all times. All right, the big question, the final hurrah here. We're not talking records. We're not talking awards, nothing. There has been one big question that everybody wants answered and has wanted answered throughout training camp, and that is simple. Who will have the biggest impact amongst the Steelers rookie class in 2023. I have an answer. I don't know who your answer is. We didn't even talk about this one. Heading out of training camp, heading into the preseason, game two, who is your rookie that you believe will have the biggest impact on this team this season? So I think I could see two. I think I could see two answers to this. But the answer I'm going to go with feels like a complete layup. Uh, But it's Nick Herbig. Like that is... Really? You didn't? Oh, never. No. Okay, we'll get to that. No, we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But Nick Herbig has been, I think, in my opinion, hands down, the best rookie from start to finish in training camp. And it's, it's, we approached it very cautiously, I think, from the beginning with like, okay, yeah, this guy's yep. fast. That's cool when the pads aren't on, but like, how is he going to handle physicality? And every time we have kind of moved the goalpost or set the bar a little bit higher for Nick Herbig, he has met it. And I think that's reflected in every conversation every practice, first of all, then it came up in the preseason game. And then it also, I think reflects in every conversation that you have with his teammates and the guys who are in his position group, especially TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, two guys who I think are holding him to just as high standard as they hold themselves. Like they, they are treating this guy. There are no training wheels with this guy. They, they Mm -hmm. believe that this guy is way ahead of where a rookie's supposed to be. And this guy is skilled and prepared enough and has the right work ethic and, and smart enough and all of those things. Uh, you know, obviously a deep position group, he's not going to be a starter, but he is going to play and he is going to, I think, play really well. I think he's ready for that. 
I look at I I don't agree. I don't want or I don't disagree. I, I don't want my ooh to be taken as anything more than surprise. I just didn't when you said layup, I thought you were gonna go with my guy mm-hmm. because I have a different guy. But Nick Herbig's a good answer to me. You know, I, I think that he is just blown away any expectation. Anybody who came in here, because that was the thing, is after the during the draft, it was is this guy gonna be an outside linebacker or an off-ball linebacker? We went to minicamp. It was okay, he's gonna be an off-ball linebacker, but is it gonna work out? We came here, it was okay. Look at he is killing it right from the jump. What's gonna happen when we put pads on? Okay, he's killing it with pads on, but he's going against the second team offensive line. What is it? What's gonna happen when he goes into a game? Oh my gosh, he's unreal in an yeah. actual game. And then that is just continued. So I agree. You, you every time we've raised that goalpost, he has he has hit the mark and exceeded the mark. So I I do. I like that a lot. I think both answers are probably on defense. Do you have you mm-hmm. said you have two? I think your second one might be my second, my first one here, mm-hmm. which I feel confident in that I would have said it's a layup too. Keanu Benton. Yeah. That's yeah, that was mine. Keanu is a dude who slow start. It took us two, two and a half weeks before we had any update on this guy. You know, everybody kept asking, what give give us something on Keanu Benton. Give us something on Keanu Benton. We're just sitting around going, there's nothing to give you guys. Like, we're trying so hard to, to watch him and find anything we could, but the defensive line just isn't getting the opportunities that everybody else is getting at this point in training camp. The preseason game happens. The dude goes off, puts on an absolute clinic about how to slice through offensive linemen. It was unreal. And then has since just looked like it's easy. Like nothing is difficult to this guy anymore. I think that, in my opinion, it's either him or Braden Fajoko for the starter at nose yeah. tackle right now. They both looked very impressive. And I I anticipate Braden or uh, Keanu Benton just just being an absolute freak right from the jump. And and I, I think Nick Herbig, too. I think the two Wisconsin guys, you know, yep. they train together in the offseason. They've been best friends for a long time. Like, these are – there's a reason that these two are good, and it's there's a reason that the Pittsburgh Steelers added both of them to the roster through the NFL draft. But, man, I think Keanu Benton's going to be – like, he is going to be good, good, good. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. So what? So you mentioned that him and Fajoko kind of in that race for starting nose tackle. Do you ever yeah. – a beat on who might have the upper hand or who you think is going to actually win out that spot by week one. I think, I think Benton starts week one just because I don't know. I think that, I think that you could, uh, the ceiling is higher, you know, like I think that, I think that who Benton could be and the, like Benton is the future. You know what I mean? He is, he is the guy that the Steelers want to be an all pro and a future hall of famer and, and the ring of honor and all these crazy things that come with being a starter. Meanwhile, Braden Poco is kind of just like a, we wanted to see who you are. We feel really good about who you are. And I think the Steelers should feel really good about who he is, but you know, don't, 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 there's no need to, to limit somebody else because of him, you know, like mm-hmm. just the politics of football. There's just no reason for that. And again, when it comes to potential, just Benton's is, yeah. through the roof right now where I think Fajoko's is really good and they should both contribute heavily to this defensive line. But um, if I did guess week one starter, I'm going Benton. Yeah, that uh, sounds good. I mean, I've been really impressed with Fajoko, but like you said, Benton's come on strong in a huge way. Like to make up, not make up for, but like to to kind of give us what we were expecting in after such a slow start and such a long slow start quite honestly yes. is pretty is very impressive and i think speaks to 
speaks to his talent and his like game changing ability that that you think he could have uh if not this season like in the future yeah i agree i agree look for all the rookies though i think that joey porter is going to play a huge impact on this team um i think who am i missing darnell washington has come on very mm-hmm. strong and has shown that he actually has some hands which is yes. awesome for the pittsburgh steelers uh spencer anderson on my 53 man roster right now. And I think is going to remain there for the time being, unless something changes. So I expect this entire rookie class to have an impact on the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2023. With that, we are heading out of here one last time from St. Vincent college, sad to go happy, excited about what the 2023 season has in store for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There are still two preseason games left. So plenty of action to come. Thank you guys so, so much for everything that you guys have done for us while we're out here, all the love and support that we have gotten, all the content that you guys have commented on and and helped us create while we're out here, all the times that you sat around while the lights went out and we had to turn them back on and the audio issues. We appreciate every bit of it as we've worked through three weeks, four weeks here at training camp. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.